the topic today, or the the talk, I'm going to call it, uh, when you ask, okay, because we're going to be talking about prayer. And our main verse is going to be out of Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. So if you have that, you guys can go ahead and open that up. Hope everybody's having a great week. Does everybody like the new couch in the back? Don't sit there. You'll fall asleep. Especially if Nick's singing those lullabies to you. But, real quick. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. I should have had my Bible open to it. Anyways, I will read. And it says like this. It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be the sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you uh, sorry, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same, and therefore must be per, must be perfect. Therefore, sorry, you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Anything come to mind when they when they uh, read that verse? Anything in particular in there comes to mind? What's hard? To love your enemy. Yeah. Now you think I had a conversation with with someone else a, f- a few weeks ago when we were driving in the car, and we were talking about, you know, the people, you know, where. You've heard it said, you know, because we're Christians, we're separate. We're not of this world, right? And you're like, well, you shouldn't be found doing this or you shouldn't be found doing that. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, if we shouldn't be, you know, in public places or in certain places, then forget going to restaurants because they serve certain things that maybe are not agreeable to the Christian faith or people would call us hypocrites. hypocrites, Or, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't, uh, you know, drive our cars because it's part of the, who knows? I'm, I'm kind of going on a on a far thing. But I, what I responded was, the heart of God and the heart of Christ is different than what the world is saying. Nick, you just said a few moments ago that it's hard to love your enemies. It's hard to love those who, you know, belittle you or, you know, gossip about you. That's contrary to the world in itself. It's not necessarily a physical thing. It may not be, hey, I saw that guy, you know, he was at the restaurant with, you know, the local sinner guy, and you know they were having lunch together. How, he's, he's, I thought he was a leader in the church, and he's over there having you know lunch with the, uh, you know, with his drug dealer. You know, people are just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know what else to think of. You know, that was gonna, but but do you get what I'm saying? It's not necessarily like what you're doing, um, but it's more so of a heart issue. The world would tell us, hey, look out for for oneself, look out for yourself. You know, make sure that you're you know. Your house is, your, your money's in order. You're looking good all the time. Who cares about the guy next to you? Step over him to get to the promotion and whatnot. But the Bible is very contrary to that. It says, hey, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. And that's very contrary to the, 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 the heart of the world. And that's been going on for centuries and centuries and centuries. You read history, you find that in there. Well, since we're talking about prayer, there are 
and you know God is asking us to pray in in that uh, that scripture. You know, there's different topics on prayer. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Christian bookstore or gone online searching for books, but you'll see that there are numerous numbers, numbers from excuse me, numerous books written on prayer from different pastors all over the world. I got a prayer one. I, I got a. I think I got a little pamphlet book one time. It's either on prayer or spiritual warfare or how to pray about spiritual warfare. I something like that uh, from this pastor uh, in in Nigeria that I knew knew very well. He wrote his own little book. You know, I could probably write my own little book on pastor. Maybe we get Sam to write his own little book on on. But years ago, do, do you remember that little book called The Prayer of Jabez? Who remembers that? That was like years and years ago, maybe like 15 years ago. I remember, you know, I was probably like 18. I bought the book and I bought it for my friend Matt. Because he was a lot younger than I was, and I was like, "You should read this and be blessed." That's a that's a whole different topic in itself, but it's about prayer. And then there's you know the prayers of like Naomi or you know the uh, the kinsman redeemer kind of prayers. I don't know if you all know or are familiar with that. And maybe then there's the uh, what do I have here? I don't know what I wrote here on my notes, but I have sloppy writing. But there there. But do you get what I'm saying? There's different styles of prayers. There's different uh, ways to go about it. I went to an, uh, years ago, I went with an organization called Youth with the Mission, YWAM. And um, I'm hoping that my friend uh, Moses and Tamar get to come and share with us. They're a young married couple, and um, they actually lead teams all over the world. Uh, they've been to, I think they, they just came back from Thailand this last summer. And um, that's what they do. You know, they're, they're missionaries. And, but when, we were, when I was in this, uh, this program, they were talking about prayer and how to go about prayer and about your lifestyle. These seven steps of prayer, or they would call it the seven steps of intercession. So I feel like every time I had to ask God a question, I need to go through these steps. Like, okay, Father, forgive me for this sin. Okay, now I will receive your spirit. Now I'm going to quiet my spirit. Now I'm going to take out all my thoughts and put them to the side. I'm like, man, it's getting so complicated just to pray. Does anyone ever feel like that themselves? Yeah? Okay. Well, I know for myself, I know I've gotten like that in the past. And then I realized as I grew more and more in Christ that you really, when you boil down to the basics, you don't have to get super crazy like that. You know, it's good to get down and humble your heart before the Lord. Sometimes you need to quiet your spirit and you say, you know, God, uh, bring peace in so that I could start praying and, you know, communicate with you. Anyways, I think in this topic, we're going to bring it back to basics. God's very um, keen on... uh, Praying for other people. You know, even Jesus himself in Isaiah 53, uh, we all know it as that. I think a lot of us know it as that verse where it talks about healing, where it says, by your stripes we are healed. Have you guys ever heard that? that uh, it also says he took the punishment that made us whole. But it also says at the very tail end of Isaiah 53, it says um, he made intercession for the transgressors. That means that he came before God and he prayed uh, for the people who would just be considered sinners. The everyday guy. They weren't the holy dude. And that's what Jesus why Jesus originally came on the scene was to pray for people who wouldn't don't know any brother or don't know God, you know. And Jesus is asking us the same thing when we look in uh, Matthew chapter five verse uh, forty four. Uh, he's asking us to take on that nature. Hey, take on that nature of God. When you pray uh, for your enemies, you become like the children the, the children of God. And he says something. Very important. He says he makes it uh, the sun shine on the evil and the good, and he makes it rain on the evil and the good. What do you guys think about that part? He makes it rain on the evil and good. Yeah. I think for me, you know, my mom, she grew up in a farm in Guatemala, and she used to tell me, 
when it rained, that was a sign that God was blessing the land. So every time it rains, I always think, oh, man, God's just, he's kissing us. He's, he's like little kisses on our cheeks. That's how I feel, you know. Maybe guys don't like kisses, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with God's kisses. But I always get the sense that God is blessing us because without the rain, you can't have crops, you can't have vegetation and, and all those things. And so since she grew up on a farm, she would say, hey, man, that's a sign that God is blessing us. You know, he's blessing the earth. He's blessing the things around us. So when I read these verses that say God allows it to rain on the just and the unjust, on the evil and the good, he's saying, like, like you just shared a few moments ago, that he doesn't, he holds everybody the same. He loves everybody the same. And the thing about praying for your enemy, it's it's funny because I heard it said like this. This lady, when I was in, uh, in Malaysia, she says, she came and thought about prayer. And she said, you know that prayer is working in your life when your heart starts to change. If your heart's not changing for the people that you're praying for or the situation, then you're not really being effective in prayer. And it didn't click to me because I, I or it started clicking in me that what happens when, you, when you're truly praying for other people or as some people would call it intercession, what happens in your heart and in your mind is that you start taking on the nature of God. You start taking on his character. You start seeing your enemies through the eyes of the father, which is love. And maybe you're not seeing like, gosh, he's such a, that person is so mean at work. Like all they do is just, you know, talk my ear off constantly, uh, belittle me and whatnot. And then you start praying for them, and then you start seeing different things. God's showing you, like, hey, man, they're just broken people. He's really hurting about this. And your heart starts getting all, maybe you're not getting emotional. But your perspective changes on the situation and on the person. And I really do think that that's, that's what God brings us in this, uh, in these verses here uh, in Matthew, where he's talking about, praying for your enemies and praying for those who persecute you because he wants to give you that nature of God. You know what I'm saying? The importance of prayer is not on, on top of that is not also just for us individually, but it's also so that we can really, I don't want to say use the word alter people's destinies, but really uh, believe in the possible impossibility. You know, I have a friend named Matt. He's been, the, he's been, um, he had a, he was struggling with leukemia for a while and he, he had a transplant about a year ago. It's going fine. But they found little things of cancer, you know, in his throat and in his eyes. And so he's been kind of going through that, going through the radiation. And I find myself praying for him uh, throughout the day, you know, simple things when I'm washing dishes or, you know, I might be going hiking or something. And he comes and I was like, God, I just pray that you'd heal my brother because I really want him to be well. And then you know, last week, um, Sam and I, we went to the hospital to visit him because he's been in the hospital getting some treatments done. So he had to, um, we had to get, hang out there for a few days. So we went and prayed for him. But it's interesting that when you take the time out and really pray for someone, though it's biblical in James, it says, you know, get the elders and pray for the sick so that things would happen. And so we began to go, we went and we prayed for, um, for Matt. And here's the thing in the midst of prayer. Um, I do, believe that we should expect the supernatural expect the miraculous you know the miraculous is possible however god sometimes chooses a different alternative and different path you know keith keith vets i don't know if you guys know keith keith he does sound also on sundays um he was sharing a song with me from uh 
I think it was Skillet, one of these one of these bands, but its song the song is called If My Healing Never Comes. You know, I'm gonna keep praying, but if my healing never comes, Cutlass, is that what it is? Okay, it's Cutlass. I don't listen to those bands. I'm just kidding. I do sometimes. Um but when you you know, the song was about praying and it was about um if the healing never comes, you're still Lord. And I want my heart to still glorify you and still love you. And so as we be, begin to pray for Matt, obviously I don't, you don't want to think the negative. You want to think positive things. But you also want to realize that God does have different alternative routes for people. And it may not be the supernatural healing that we want to see. Like, oh, my gosh, my arm just grew. Or, you know, God uses doctors. God uses the smarts of people in people's lives, you know, in order for things to happen. It's like um, – Years ago, when I was at my other church, I remember our high school group. I was a part of the high school high school group, uh, and I was a, like a senior in high school, and we were leaders. And we wanted our own room, okay? We wanted our own room so that we could meet on Wednesdays, and we could meet on Sunday mornings, and we didn't have to meet in some dingy little room, you know? I'm not saying that this is bad. I want, you know, high schools are blessed. We've got a new couch they can just lay and relax on, you know, over there. Do you guys like the new couch? Yeah, it's nice, huh? It's real good. Anyways, so I remember one day uh, we had like a little leadership meeting and a youth pastor took us and we walked over to the side and he, and he says, we're going to stretch our hands out. And we're going to pray. I re- really want that room right over there. And I was like, okay, we're going to ask God if he can provide this room for us. That was another room in the church that was used as a library, but nobody was going in there. You know, what I mean? Why don't we use it? We can put it to, to good use, you know? So we're, I was probably about it. Uh, 17 18 so a few of us went we just started praying god we would love a room and we asked for this room specifically because it would just meet our needs and we just asked that you would just let it happen uh that you would bring it to us well i graduated high school and it never came however two years later it came but it came for the people after me you know and so when it when we when the high school group finally got that room i was like dude i i was the one that actually prayed for that me and a couple of buddies, we just, I think even Jay-Z, he comes here. So he's really, really tall. I don't know if you remember him. He was a really tall guy. We were real, he was shorter than I was at the time. We were kids. He was. He was like short, little chubby round face. And we remember us, he was part of that group. And we prayed specifically for this room. And it wasn't until a couple of years later that the high school group finally got that room. And it was like, wow, that was an answer to prayer. You know, it took a few years, but God answered that prayer, you know. But so anyways, going back to what I'm saying is God chooses to answer our prayers, you know, in different fashions. You know, some some might be supernatural healing. Uh, some might be uh, God gives us smarts, brings people alongside of us. You know, you might be struggling with like, oh, my, your finances. Um, God may not just send somebody to be like, oh, I just really feel like I'm going to give you this million dollars right now because you're struggling with your finances. Here you go. Oh my gosh, God just blessed me. It may not look like that. It may look like God is going to give you the strength, the inner strength to go look for a new job for your finances. Because he, that's how he works in in the midst of prayer. Prayer is not just this, we pray and all of a sudden it just whoosh, it forms, you know, something comes out of the sky. Now, can that happen? I do believe stuff like that can happen. But I, I do believe God is a little bit more practical than that, you know, he, and he chooses to use people when he answers prayer. That's why when you see the Bible, he chooses to use Moses to get the children of Israel out of Israel or out of Egypt and he he uses Samuel and he uses all these different prophets because he chooses to partner with people that are willing to pray that are willing to say hey we need you to move in this area of life God and we need you to help bam 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 and things start happening does that make sense
So I think with that said, what I'd love to see here um, for us, so we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I want us to, everybody to get in the groups of, you know, three to four people, no less than three. There's only a few of us. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a few topics. Nick's going to come back up. He's actually going to play the guitar. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray for our church. Now, some of you guys not be, may not be comfortable praying out loud, but partner with some people. And what's going to happen is that we're going to um, we're going to pray. We're going to get together and we're going to do a little time of prayer and worship together. And we're going to let God move uh, just through our prayers. And what I want to ask is that as we are praying together, God might speak something to your mind. You know, he might show you like we might pray for, for example, for families. And the word divorce might keep coming in your mind. And so you might need to just pray for people in our church that are struggling right now and they're thinking about divorce, that God could heal do something miraculous in that. Does that make sense? Because God does speak. I, I do believe God does speak that way. Okay. <clears throat> Another thing I'm going to ask is that when we get together that we would not, uh, if people know other people's stuff, uh, this time of praying together is is for us to, not to gossip, okay? I know sometimes people, I've gone in circles where people gossip where they pray like, oh my gosh, you know, Cindy is, uh, you know, living with her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Lord, would you just bless that relationship? And it's like, what the heck? They just blew, you know, they just blew all their, their stuff in front of everybody else. Another thing that happens when you pray in groups is you might think or somebody might think, oh, they're not praying that prayer the right way. Look, there's not really an answer to, like, how you can pray a certain thing. What we could do is just pray blessings over people and let God do the rest. Does that make sense? So that's what we're going to do. Uh, give it a quick second. Nick, go ahead and come on up. Uh, that's what we're going to go ahead and do uh, for a few minutes. We're going to pr- uh, play. I'm going to give a topic. And if you guys can just get into groups of three um, and just pray together and Here's the thing about praying with one another. You may not like praying out loud. You don't have to pray out loud. If one person in your group is the one that prays out loud, the thing you do is you agree with them. Where You know when we all say amen at the end of a prayer? What that means is, yeah, so be it. I agree with what that person is saying. And so you know, there might be a, a moment where let's say Nick is praying, and I'm praying with Nick, and Nick is praying for um, new possibilities in his job. Maybe he needs a promotion. I'm like, you know what, Lord? I'm not praying out loud, but all I am, all I'm asking is, you know, God, I agree with Nick. I do want him. Amen. Yes, Lord. And and you're you're praying alongside them. Does that make sense? Okay. We're gonna try that a little bit today. So you guys can go ahead and just partner up, and you know, don't be shy. There's only a few of us here. We all know each other. Um, partner up, groups of three. I know this is a little different. Um, than what we're normally used to. It's not a long talk. The the truth and the reality of it is in the midst of prayer, it's a chance for us to pray for other people and really get connected to the heart of God. I think a lot of us want to really grow closer and closer to God. And we think that more reading the Bible more is, is it's going to help us more, which it does help. We think that going to another Bible study is going to help. That does help too and going to different events. But when you can partner with other people and when you can pray and and pray for other people, you start getting the nature of God deep down inside of your heart and in your mind. And you begin to grow as a person, an individual. And that's what it's really about. So this first 
thing that we're going to do right now is we're going to pray for Genesis. We're going to pray for the families in Genesis. And as you guys are praying, if you're getting a sense the Lord is saying certain things, um, pray them pray out loud to one another. And at the very end, I'll close that prayer out. And then we're going to move into another topic. And the, and the topic, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know when we move there. So right now we're going to pray for families. So if you guys just get together, Nick's going to pray or sing. And he's going to pray, prayer sing, as I like to call it. And Lord, we just want to thank you for bringing a, just a tremendous amount of families to Genesis. want to ask that you would continue to speak uh, your words over those families that have been existing for so long and those young families. Lord, we just pray for healthy babies, healthy families, um, and, and just your forgiveness to just flow all over the families. Continue to help them grow here at Genesis or wherever, they, wherever you move uh, the families that are, are currently here. And we thank you for what you've given us, just in a, um, a large amount of, of families. And we ask for your blessings in Jesus' name. I want to take this time right now. We're going to go move into the next topic. And our next topic, just one more. And we're going to ask for our community, the way Genesis um, reaches our, uh, impacts our community here, in Up, here at Upland. So I just want to ask uh, God is to speak to our leaders, you know, to speak to our hearts, and just to do new things, you know, here in our community so that we can reach the community so people can come to know Christ. Now, that doesn't mean so that we can have a bigger Wednesday night or a larger Sunday morning, but it just means that God would use us to be that vessel to reach people here at Genesis. So let's pray for Genesis and the, and the way, we, way Genesis reaches the community. And that's in each and every one of, its, uh, um, of the people here at, in the community. So let's go ahead and pray for that. And Lord, we uh, want to thank you, Lord God, for using Genesis in this community here at Upland. Lord, we just want to ask that you would just bless our entire body here, our community at Upland, just to affect the or the community in Upland. So bless Genesis, all the people who come. Pray that you would use this as a vessel just to reach people for your kingdom and glory. And it could be simple things as, you know, bringing people food or just opening the door. I just pray that you would just continue to use us, Lord, in the community, whether it's for them to come here or just to have an encounter with you so they can come to know you and continue to grow with you in you somewhere else. Use Genesis, Lord God, as a beacon of light here in Upland and unify us, Lord God. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Nick. How was that, guys? Was that creepy? No? Okay. You know, you know, sometimes I think in the midst of, you know, prayer and worship and doing things like that, people can get a little uh, either turned off or it could be creepy, you know? For me, growing up, uh, prayer was, I went to a very Pentecostal church. I don't know if you, any of you grew up in a Pentecostal church or very charismatic church. But there was a lot of screaming and yelling going on all the time. I think, yeah, Nick knows about all that stuff. And I remember even with my mom, you know, with my mom, there were some things that I, you know, to this day I still take with me that I did learn. Um, we went to the Spanish-speaking church, and I and it was just so charismatic. And looking back, I'm like, gosh, that was kind of it felt so crazy and chaotic, you know. But I remember when we'd pray pray together. Let's say we were praying for Nick. There'd be like five of us standing around. 
And we're like, all right, we're going to pray for Nick. And everybody would start praying at one time. Start getting loud and loud. And I think in other places they call it Korean-style praying. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. But I called it Latino-style praying because, you know, I'm a Latino. And that's how we pray to church. Or there was just other things going on all the time that were just really, you know, if you weren't a Christian, if you didn't grow up that way, it was just, it would turn you off to wanting to pray with other people, you know. And so... I guess my point when I was, you know, just Sam asked me to, you know, just share a little bit yesterday. Uh, he's spending some time with his family. And I don't know if you guys know, but I think it's 30 years he's celebrating. He's celebrating 30 years this week. So when you see Sam and, and Kareem, give him a big hug and be like, hey, happy 30 years, you know. So we know you always want to pray, pray for Sam and his family, you know. Uh, they're just so faithful. <laughs> Sorry, it's distracting. It's really loud. <clears throat> um. But you know, we all, um, when we get together and pray, I think that's, God does want to speak to us. And I think a lot of people say, does God talk? I think God does talk. And it's a lot more practical than we, we make it out to be. And I think God always wants to whisper something into our ears. I mean, in this, when we were doing these, uh, community groups, this last session, there was a topic and it was on the, the name of God. And it was as if the name of God was constantly whispering at us. And I think he's been doing that since the beginning of time. He's been whispering to all the cultures in the world. He's been whispering to all the nations, all the people around the world, every tribe, tongue, the Bible says. And I think he he doesn't want to limit limit that. He wants to do that to us here in Upland. And I also think it's just very practical when he does it at the same time. So that's what I wanted to share today. And it was it was hard coming up with the topic. I was talking to Joe about it the other day. I was like, what, do we, what should I share on? Should I share about healing? You know, what should I share? I know for me, I, you know, I've been going through, we all go through our own personal things. And, you know, the scripture's been coming alive in Isaiah 51 for me. And that was a form of God whispering to my mind, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know? And I was, I was thinking about what we could talk on. I felt prayer was the most, was the important at this time. Because we can really use that as a body of believers to really alter people's lives and for the good, you know, really proclaim destiny, purpose, uh, the possibility in people's life. Because God is a God of possibility. And that's what I wanted to do to you today. So, well, that's it for the evening. I think that was awesome. It was cool. It was, it was chill. And we just spent some time in prayer. Um, and hopefully we can do it again, maybe a Friday night. Uh, just do a little time of prayer and worship. Uh, where we just get together. We pray for some more things, you know, more specifically in the community around the world. You know, we have Vizcayeno. We have Haiti. You know, those things need prayer. And when we get together and pray for those things, I think it builds us together as a family. And it also blesses the people over there as well. You know, because I know this, there's been people that come to me and like, I was praying for you today. I was like, oh, man, I don't even know you. And uh, But just to know somebody's praying for you, you know, is, oh, man. That's 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 an awesome feeling. So, hopefully, we'll do it again. So, let's pray. Let's close in prayer, and then uh, there's no coffee or anything. No, nobody brought cookies. What's going on, Mary? <laughs> Just kidding. Father, thank you so much for this time that we have here with just friends and family. We want to ask that you would continue to speak to our hearts, Lord. I just want to ask that you would talk to us, talk to us about our friends, talk to us 
about our families. Talk to us about the community. I pray for each and every one of us here that you would give us new insight on how you would love us to reach our community, how you would love us to pray for people, and even in our own hearts, how we, how you would love us to see other people. So we ask for your eyes, Father, and we ask for your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right.